Welcome to the podcast at For All Our Kids. You are listening to our story segment. In today's episode, we share a short story set around the Magh Bihu celebrations in Assam. Magh Bihu or Bhogali Bihu is the harvest festival of Assam celebrated on January 14th. A celebration that coincides with Lohri, Taipongal, and Makar Sankranti, celebrated in other parts of India. Traditionally, boys and girls built a hut called the Bhelagar with bamboo and hay left over after the harvest. The night before Bihu is called Uruka, and a large communal feast is held in the Bhelagar. There's an unusual activity on this night. Since this is the harvest season, the gardens are full of vegetables. The village boys and girls would steal vegetables from the gardens. Of course, families post guards, but this is all done in sport. When the kids bring back whatever vegetables they manage to steal, they get to roast these on the open fire for snacks. Everyone wakes up early the following morning, takes a bath, and then lights a bonfire. The bonfire made of bamboo, haystacks, and wood is called meiji. Families throw betel nut, black gram, and rice cakes as auspicious offerings. They are thankful for a good harvest and pray for prosperity. Our friend Gitali shared that her father built a smaller meiji for the kids so that they could light it on the night of the uruka. He knew that it would be hard for little kids to wake up very early and bathe to be there for the actual Meiji in the early hours of Bihu. She also shares how the food for Mark Bihu had a lot of fresh fish and other meat dishes. But her favorite was the pitta made with rice. Isn't it interesting how the harvest festivals all over India have so many special foods associated with them? And now, to our story. The Great Vegetable Robbery Hey, hey, over here! Abida pointed to the bamboo sticks on the ground. The four boys ran to him. Abida was the guide. He knew how to build a bhelagar as he had helped his father last year. Nirab and Pranab, start digging holes, Abida told the younger boys. We'll get the strongest sticks ready. All five boys worked, stopping only to stretch their backs. When the holes looked big enough, the bigger boys put the thick bamboo stems in to see if they fit. This one has to be deeper, shouted Rashid. So they kept digging until they were satisfied. Soon, all the poles were up and it was time to build the walls and the roof. Pranab noticed her first. Nirab, your shadow is on her way here. All heads turned to lock. Yes, that was Indrani, Nirab's little sister. Tata, I want to help too. She called out as she neared them. Nirab was red-faced. Indu, this is for us big kids. Go home and I'll play ball with you later. Dada, Indu, go home. Nirab stood firm. 
his arms covered in mud and stray bits of hay clinging to his hair. No one would look at him, but he knew they were grinning. Here, Indu, you can help me this evening after we finish the Behlagar. Rashid knelt by her. You promise? Indu could be stubborn too. Yes, I promise, Rashid told the little girl. Come, I'll see you home. He held her hand and walked her back. Thank you, Rashid. If I had to take her, she would never have let me come back. Nirab called out behind them. By the time the boys stacked the hay around the bamboo to finish the walls and roof, it was sunset. The Belagar was ready, with plenty of firewood for the cooking. The boys went home and washed the itchy hay off their bodies. That evening, all the families on the street trickled into the Belagar. Go on! It is time to plan the great Ujtahul Rauri, Rashid whispered without moving his lips. One by one, the five boys moved to a corner of the bamboo hut. They put some music on and pretended to talk about their favorite songs. Whose farm shall we raid first? Boys, what's for dinner, eh? One of the uncles walked over to the boys. Ask them, Porta. Abida pointed towards the table where his aunts were hard at work. Tuck, tuck, tuck. Someone was busy chopping there. Bota shielded the boys from the others and dropped his voice. Come on, boys. You are planning to rob Bijoy's vegetable garden, aren't you? How did you? Abi quickly covered Pranab's mouth with his hand. Bota, thank you but you'll have to wait and see like everyone else. I'm only trying to help. I remember the days when I was a kid like you and got ready to steal vegetables on Uruka. Burta sounded very friendly. And now you are an adult trying to find out when we will steal your vegetables. Thank you, but we will manage. Rashid and Abidha stepped between the other boys and Burta. Burta put his hands up. Okay, okay, I get the hint. He turned and walked away. Umesh uncle was watching the exchange curiously. Let's go to Umesh uncle's house first. His vegetable garden is quite big and we can steal a lot from there, Rashid suggested. But before the other schemers could answer, there was another interruption. This time, it was Bijoy uncle. Ah, boys, take Chandan with you. He's still a kid. The boys were sure that Chandan was an adult. He just looked small like a teenager. Chandan, you are quite strong, aren't you? Can you get us a big basket to carry all the vegetables we steal? No one will suspect you if you go around looking for the basket. Abida asked him. Oh, sure. When do you want it? In the morning? Chandan's face glowed that he tricked them so easily. If you do it now, no one will notice you are gone. Abida smiled cunningly. Chandan left the Belagar to look for the basket. 
Ha! Still a kid indeed. I know he turned twenty-one last month. Wait, you mean Uncle Bijoy was trying to trick us? Nirab looks startled. Yes, he's an adult and is spying on us to find out where we plan to attack. Rashid answered. Hey, these grown-ups are sly. Have they forgotten what it was like to steal on Uruka when they were kids? They're not playing fair, Nirab complained. Ha, they can try all they want. We can see through their tricks, Prashud declared loudly. Let's just focus on our planning. There's no need to get so worked up. Abida swatted Prashu on the head. Then he turned up the volume on the player. After 15 minutes of hoarse whispering, the boys got up to get tea and pitta. Chandan returned carrying a big basket and behind him trailed Indrani. Dada, you said I can help you. Indu stopped and stared at the boys. Yes, yes, boys, you must include Indu in your thefts. Don't leave her out of the games. Bota came back with a twinkle in his eye. The grown-ups had that knowing look in their eyes. With little Indu tagging along, it would be easy to spot the boys as they go about stealing the vegetables. Nira let out a little gasp, but Abhida didn't look too bothered. Oh yes, we promised Indu. He pulled a braid gently. We'll take you with us. The next morning, the Bhilagar started filling up early. Aunties were in one corner cutting and preparing the sauces. Someone made tea and the pitas came out. And uncle started the fire, putting a big pot on. As the day wore on, the men took turns cooking one dish after another. Today was their day to shine. The uncles talked loudly about the guards posted around people's homes, but the boys didn't seem too bothered by it. They just huddled around the small coal fires, keeping themselves warm and chatting. It was dusk when Indu began. I want to get my doll, she whined. Oh, all right. I'll take you home. Nirab got up. He led her out through the path to the house. Bortha appeared at the boys from the cooking area. They weren't moving. Ten minutes later, Nirab and Indu walked in, holding a doll. They just sat down when Indu began again. I'm cold. I want my sweater. Rashid, you take her now. You promised to watch her, Abida ordered. Five minutes later, the boy snuck out of the gar and went to Uncle Umesh's house. But it was bad luck that the guards stopped them before they could climb over the fence. There was so much clatter that the other guards came running from the nearby homes. They were happy that they had caught the thieves red-handed. It was another twenty minutes before the boys returned to the ghar empty-handed. Oh, nothing to show, I see. What a pity you didn't let me guide you. I was a master thief in my days, Borta grinned. 
The other grown-ups groaned. You could have taken Chan then. He would have shown you how. Uncle Bijoy could hardly hide his glee. It's okay, boys. You'll do better next year. You just have to be sneakier, Uncle Umesh consoled them. Is this sneaky enough for you? Rashid and Indu walked in, holding a bag full of fresh vegetables. Potatoes from Umesh uncle's garden, peas from Bota's, cauliflower from Bijoy uncle's house, brinjal from Deepa Pehi's garden, and sweet potatoes from Rupa Pehi's house. For a minute, all you could hear was the crackle of the wood fire. The grown-ups looked stunned and then let out a howl of laughter. Oh, you men thought that you'd have to teach these boys, but they showed you, didn't they? Grandmother teased the uncles. Indrani is the real star here. No one thought we'd take her to steal the vegetables, and so they kept following us. While your guards were chasing us, Rashid and Indu collected the vegetables from everyone's garden. The boys circled the little girl and did a little jig. It was time to eat dinner and go to sleep. Everyone had to wake up early, bathe and light the meiji. Tomorrow, when they lit the meiji, everyone would have another laugh. That, my friends, is the end of our story. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Wishing you all a very happy Makar Sankranti, Pongal, Lori, and Bhogali Bihu. Do come back next week to find out more. Until then, goodbye from all of us at For All Our Kids. Mm-hmm.